0: Shirley's on the line from Hart Bay. Hi, Shirley. Hi, Lindsay. How are you? I'm good. Uh, I understand um, you. You managed to leave an abusive husband.
1: I did. Yes. It was. Um, this is a subject very close to my heart. Um, I love your comment at the beginning of the, the the conversation where you said, highlighting 16 days. I think it should be 365 days. Mm-hmm. Um. I was involved in a very abusive relationship. It was a long time ago. It was 37 years ago. My first husband, we started going out directly out of school. And um, it started very slowly. The first time that he hit me, it was a complete shock. We were just having a, an argument. It, it was just a, a sort of a dispute. And the next minute, I was punched in the face. And it was quite astonishing and quite astounding and each time um this happens you kind of think well maybe this is the last time and it's not going to happen again once you get over that little bit of shock but um it progressed and we broke up i eventually broke up with him we went our separate ways for a year. And um, I, I lost my father and phoned him and just to let him know as he'd been part of the whole process. And he came back into my life and appeared to have changed very dramatically, so much so that he had convinced all my friends that had gone through all of this with me and my family.
0: I noticed you said convinced your friends. Did he manage to convince you or, or did you hold out? No, no, no. He convinced me first.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you had to sell
0: that to your friends and family. Okay, okay. The reason
1: I'm saying friends and family is they were a lot harder to convince and and, and in actual fact they were convinced so um, and it was sort of three months later we were married and that was the the death knell of the relationship in the sense of saying I think once that control was there um, he then just it became far more frequent the abuse became far more frequent it became, it escalated so Then during the process of our marriage, my my brother was involved in a very bad, he was South African hang gliding champion at the time, and he was involved in a very bad accident in a co hospital when he came out of it, needed assistance, and I gave up work for four months. And in that period of time, my ex-husband had the most astonishing amount of control over me. And people will always say to you, you know, they don't understand if you haven't been in a relationship uh, like uh, this. Uh, people will say to you, "Well, why didn't you just leave? Why yes. didn't you do this? Why didn't you do that?" And to be honest, I am not. A, a, I really am not a, a weak person. You I'm don't a,
0: sound like a withering flower.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, and I had become one. I lost my identity. I lost my personality. I, I became this this. Sh- this absolute shadow of myself and the control that these people assert over you is mm. actually terrifying and it becomes it's so insidious it starts very very slowly so it starts by oh um you s- just no one will ever go out with you if you ever have to leave me you're so ugly you're so mm. revolting mm. you're mm. so fat no one's ever going to look at you and you know when you hear that every day for two years you're mm. gonna believe it um that's the control then it's the economical side as well the when you end up saying okay well you can have 5 rand for petrol oh what are you going to do with this 5 rand but i'm going to put petrol in but you i gave you 5 rand Three days ago for petrol,
0: mm-hmm. um, it's that kind of thing. And, and and was it easy to leave, or was it something that you planned and you planned? And, I mean, you 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 know you you hear in the movies about people who you know have to get a different identity. Um, um, it, it's it seems it, it it's can't be that simple.
1: It isn't. It isn't at all. And and I had a a more simple. Situation to leave than a lot of people do i didn 't okay. have children
0: yes, okay, um, so that whole thing of i 'm um, staying for the children didn 't apply for you no okay
1: um, in my situation it was, but even having said that, I want to tell you it was very very, very difficult to finally make up my mind, and there was an uh, there was an epiphany that I had one day a, a, a woman that I worked with turned around, and she actually made a comment to me and she, he had just gone absolutely crazy on me, beaten me with coat hangers and what have you. And mm. I'd gone into work. She recognized it. And she turned around to me and she said to me, you, can you honestly see yourself living like this for the rest of your life? Mm. And at that moment in my Life at that moment, that exact moment, I couldn't see myself living like that till the end of that week, let alone mm. for the rest of my life and I, I needed that to be said to me in that moment and I realized I had to do something and it was planning he had threatened to kill me
0: in, that's and, what and, I, that's what I worry about is yes. you know leaving yes. often is is, a, is taunting and perhaps yes. an invitation to real violence it is
1: in my in my case, I was very fortunate he did. See me um, after I'd left. About six months after I'd left, um, I was crossing the road one day, and he put his back, he put his foot on the accelerator and gunned straight for me.
0: So he didn't and, find you. No, he, okay. he found
1: me. He found me a very short period after it came okay. and made threats and what have you at my flat. Mm-hmm. I left, and I was safe for ten days after mm-hmm. I'd left. He didn't know where I'd gone, and then found out where I was staying. Mm-hmm. And then came and created absolute havoc. But I had very um, supportive neighbours that were prepared to get involved in a court case if they needed to. They came and just offered it. I hadn't ever met them before. And that's where the most amazing oh, that's side of people come from. good to have
0: backup. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Because it becomes what, a he said, she said thing if you don't have hospital records and things like that. It can
1: very well. But today, there's a lot more support. I do have to say that. There are the most incredible organizations around. Even the police are a lot more, with each police station, there are victim um, units, there mm. are family units, there's, there's all sorts of assistance and help and there's a lot, there's an attitude that is a lot better than it was in those years in those years it was a case of well what did you do to deserve this Okay. so um, it was that attitude and there was no one around to be able to help Mm. Um, and with what's going on the sort of organizations that are around today, it does make it a lot easier, but that doesn't eliminate what I have been, what I've noticed in the most recent sort of last couple of decades is exactly that, that you have brought up, is the fact that there is a lot of violence. People seem to get um, the, the terror is that mm. you're going to get shot and you're going to get stabbed and you're going to get killed after mm. but in my opinion was, well, he's going to kill me anyway, mm. so i um, I might as well try and get away, um, but he didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was lucky in that respect. But as I say, there are organisations now, there are homes of safety that people can go to, um, and the police are a lot more geared towards and trained. And if anyone out there does end up coming, getting to a police station where they're not finding any help or any, um, they they sort of feel that they've come up against a brick wall. Please, they need to report that. Mm-hmm. I know it is the very last thing that you feel like doing when you're going through what you're going through. Mm-hmm. But it is a situation we've got to start making people accountable.
0: Now, surely a lot of women can't leave because they're dependent on mm. their partner. How do you uh, find a way of leaving um, that was uh, – th- that? You could say, am um, you, you said you planned it. it. It wasn't something you just did lightly. I mean, no, you know, in the movies, you hear people of planning and and yeah. having backup and moving countries and states mm. and things and mm-hmm. and new, you know, new um, identities and things like that. Um, but you know, a lot of women are women who." live day to day, perhaps hand mm. to mouth, and mm. uh, and are stuck uh, because their husband is uh, not only abusive, but also provides for them.
1: Mm. With that, it, it makes it that much more difficult. I was very fortunate in that I was able to, um, once I realized I really needed to do something, I went and found myself a, a job, and I told him that I was getting half the amount in salary that i was actually earning i put that half away that he didn't know about because obviously he demanded the money that i was earning so he got half and i put the other half away Mm. and then i went and very quietly um found a flat um which i left empty until i thought i was going to be ready to move and planned the move and did everything i needed mm, to do in that mm, respect mm. when uh, you do not have that situation if you are dependent on somebody that uh, it does make it a lot more difficult and that mm. i can only advise in this way that we highlight those problems that then people are if you can't leave and it you need to mm. be able to have go attend courses workshops to give you the resilience of how to be able to handle that sort of abuse in as much mm. as standing up to it, naming it, and shining a light on it. Mm. Mm. When we keep quiet and we hide all yeah. these things, we are actually giving them license to carry on and do much more. And there are also courses that are run for, it's both, I'm saying both ways, it's men with violence against women and women with violence against men. So men can be as easily abused. And there are workshops that are run for people that are in those anger workshops Mm. where Mm. we can get that kind of thing um, out there, get people involved in that sort of thing and try and treat it in that respect. Um, So that is when it becomes, the the socioeconomic problem it's it does make it that much more difficult and there isn't an easy solution um, for me it was a lot easier in the res- in in respect of me being able to find my job and go and go out there work and then very mm, very mm. quietly plan for a period of time I and spoke i do understand that it makes it very much more difficult for a lot more people
0: yeah and i, I spoke to a woman who was in a place of safety and the kind of of, of levels of of secrecy that people have to to adhere to in order to Peace. keep safe and uh, one one of the things that stayed with me about what she said, of course he found out because mm-hmm. it's inevitable because the children are involved and, and there's that, that level of um, um, stalking that often mm-hmm. takes place. Yeah. And and one of the things that she said to me was that so often when you've been abused, people want to hug you and touch you in support. Mm. And she said, I had been so abused and my bones had been bro- broken that i then couldn't handle someone touching me and I, I didn't always have the energy to say please don't touch me and she said she would she would literally shrink away and and it's such a, a, a it was such a lesson to me how so often we want to support mm. and we just need to be aware that that sometimes the the, the abuse can mm. can can really be lingering even after yeah. the wounds have healed
1: mm. You're quite right. I I think every single person, I have my story. The person next to me might relate to something in my story, but their experience is going to be very, very different and they come out with different scars. And I think we do have to be aware of those sort of things. I was lucky in that I got out. I was lucky that I ended up meeting and marrying someone else. I have children out of a marriage and a husband that I've been married to for 29 years. Mm, mm. So in that way, and you know, they often say that you perpetuate the same, um, you'll you'll end up marrying the same sort of person and you'll Mm, you'll perpetuate mm. the same situation. And
0: you had to make a conscious choice.
1: It was that. I was, um, I was absolutely adamant and mm. I was determined. And I don't know how I ended up getting into that situation in the first place. Mm. But mm. it was probably something I needed to... I don't know. Mm. But for every one of us, it's a different situation. And yes, you do want to sort of love people back to life mm. in a situation like mm. that. And mm. very often it isn't the thing to be done mm. because of what they've already gone through. Yep. And that is where... The people that I work with, I always ask permission and say, you know, can I give you a hug if that is mm. absolutely, and it, it's either yes or no. Mm. But um, it's one of those things that everybody's experience is different. Mm. And mm. But what I do want people to know is, is that there is that possibility and there is that chance of, if you can't get out, of being able to seek help, to be able to change hopefully change the situation that you're in um, or if you can get out to change that way Um, and there are also today uh, you know in the, the dangerous situations where people have been threatened you can get protection orders you can go and do things like that at the police station and when you do that, you go and you get a protection order, you keep, you make copies of it, you give it to people around you, outside of the house, so that he or she may not get hold of that, tear it up, and it becomes absolutely nothing and, not, and worthless. And then you let your local police station know that I have a protection order. So if you get a call from my home at 12 o'clock at night and I'm screaming on the phone that I need help, you send someone now because there's a registered protection order in this home. Mm -hmm. So there's those sort of things that, that, you know, there's, there's a lot that can actually be done to try and find a solution. Mm, um, mm, to the mm. problems that we have today, and then of course the awareness. The awareness for me is the biggest um, issue of all. I, in the days that that I was um, uh, that I was trying to sort of survive, I used to think to myself, as i was been beaten, all this noise, and I'd think to myself, why do we lived in a flat initially, and then a house? Why do people not? Why don't they? Come I and they ask. You know, no one wants to get involved. You hear someone screaming, and no one actually wants to get involved. He pushed me downstairs one day in full view of a whole lot of people, and no one said a word. And I'm, in my thing today, my head today, I'm saying that if the people that are around today saw something like that, because there is so much more awareness of what is going on around, I would like to think that they would get involved and do something about it.
0: Um, well, Shirley, thank you so much uh, for sharing your story because that's that's how it starts. It, it, it's somebody saying are, it was not easy, but this is what I did, and yes. other people know it's possible.
1: More than welcome, and I really do wish everyone the very best if they are trying to muddle through a situation like that.
0: Thank you for your time on Cape Talk.
1: Absolute pleasure. Thank you very much, Lindsay. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks a lot. Bye.